Have you ever spent time in front of a mirror? Well, by the looks of you, you did today, so that's probably a good thing. Um, but, but not just to perform a quick task of doing the hair or putting on makeup or, or brushing your, your teeth and those sorts of things, but I mean actually sitting in front of the mirror and looking at yourself. Not in some vain selfie type thing where you're, you're wanting to take photos of yourself or anything like that, that borders on narcissism. However, to look at yourself in the context of the story of humanity and God's story in your life. I recall on one occasion I was doing a stations labyrinth in a church where I was pastoring and at one of the stations there was um, a, a spot where people would sit in the middle of a room and all around them, everywhere that they looked, there were mirrors, up high, down low. They couldn't escape the opportunity to look at themselves. And no one preached a word during this whole station's labyrinth um, affair. But this humble lady came up to me after. And she said to me that her sitting there, looking at her reflection in the mirror and reflecting on some of the words that were, were written down for that station, that she, and she was an older lady, that she had never felt so loved by God. Over the next seven Sundays, um, uh, or over this and the next six Sundays, um, including today, uh, seven Sundays including today, I'll get it right eventually, um, we'll be taking some time to sit, as it were, in front of the mirror. And as we do, we're going to hear stories that reflect the gospel story and God's story in humanity over ages past and our entry into this story as Northern Community Church of Christ and where we align with the gospel story and the priorities of God's story and perhaps at times where we've gotten a little bit off track. How together we can better engage in God's story for us as a church family and also personally. And I'm aware that Kay Reed spent some time almost five years ago taking some time to look at the values of Northern community. But it's also interesting to note that about 40% of our church family has joined since that time. So it's worthwhile taking a few weeks to look at it again. There used to be a show on TV in the 80s called The A-Team. And one of the characters, and the character you see in the middle at the front, is John Hannibal Smith, who had a regular catch cry in that TV series, I love it when a plan comes together. I'm not sure whether you've ever experienced that. You know, an occasion in your life where you've seen a, a, a plan come together, that sweet moment, that sweet spot you find yourself in, when it just all seems to fall into place. It may have been an occasion when you've been building something or problem solving and all the pieces fall into place. Perhaps even a time when all the elements converge together in such a way that you are able to overcome some significant challenges in your life. And you think, wow, this is the way it's meant to be. If you have your Bibles with you, I'd invite you to look at the book of Acts. <coughs> the book of Acts in the New Testament you follow the book of Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, Acts. You can pull out your Bibles. You can switch them on. If you don't have a Bible and you'd like to have a Bible, let us know and we'd love to get one for you. 
But today we're going to have a quick look at Acts chapter 2, chapter 4 and chapter 6. And we're going to look at various elements of what it means to be a church and as these different elements converge together in an amazing way. A time when the plan just came together beautifully. There are 17 verses in all that I'll read from these three chapters. And I'll draw some reflections on each of these verses for us today. So Acts chapter uh, 2, verses 42 to 47. Acts chapter 2, verses 42 to 47. And the New Living Translation says this. All the believers devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship and to sharing in meals, including the Lord's Supper, and to prayer. A deep sense of awe came over them all, and the apostles performed many miraculous signs and wonders, and all the believers met together in one place and shared everything they had. They sold their property and possessions and shared the money with those in need. They worshipped together at the temple each day, met in homes for the Lord's Supper, and shared their meals with great joy and generosity, all the while praising God and enjoying the goodwill of all the people. And each day the Lord added to their fellowship those who were being saved. Then if we skip a little bit further, just into Acts chapter 4, verses 32 to 37. That's Acts chapter 4, 32 to 37. Once again in the New Living Translation, we read this. All the believers were united in heart and mind. And they felt that what they owned was not their own. So they shared everything they had. The apostles testified powerfully to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus and God's great blessing was upon them. There were no needy people among them because those who owned land or houses would sell them and bring the money to the apostles to give to those in need. For instance, there was was Joseph, um, the one the apostles nicknamed Barnabas, which means son of encouragement. He was from the tribe of Levi and came from the island of Cyprus. He sold the field he owned and bought the money to the apostles. And then skipping another two chapters further forward to Acts chapter 6, verses 1 to 7. Acts chapter 6, 1 to 7. Your fingers are getting a bit of exercise flicking through the pages. Once again from the New Living Translation. But as the believers rapidly multiplied, there were rumblings of discontent. Now, that would never happen here, would it? No. Um, Only in the church in Acts. Um, The Greek-speaking believers complained about how the Hebrew-speaking believers, uh, about the Hebrew-speaking believers, saying their widows were being discriminated against in the daily distribution of food. So the Twelve called a meeting of all the believers. They said, we apostles should spend our time teaching the word of God, not running a food program. And so, brothers, select seven men who are well respected and full of uh, the spirit and wisdom. We will give them this responsibility. Then we apostles can spend our time in prayer and teaching the word. Everyone liked this idea and they chose the following, Stephen, a man full of faith and the Holy Spirit, Philip, Prochorus, Nicanor, Timon, Parmenius, and Nicholas of Antioch, an earlier convert to the Jewish faith. These seven were presented to the apostles who prayed for them as they laid their hands on them. 
So the message continued to spread. The number of believers greatly increased in Jerusalem and many of the Jewish priests were converted too. As I was reflecting on these three passages um, that described um, the, the epitome of what the church was all meant to be about in Acts and, and the, not just a prototype but a model of um, a church. There are a few things, a few themes that stood out for me as we, that we see in these passages. The first theme is that we are all in this together. Did you notice that? As we read through those passages that we're all in this together. Time and time again there are words like all, sharing, together, met, fellowship, united, them and they. But this should come as no surprise as we recall that Jesus called his first followers to love one another when he prayed for them in John chapter 17. That they would be one, just as God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit would all, were all one, or are all one. For us as Northern Community, we represent this in the story of deepening community. It's not deepening community, is it? Developing community, I, that was a bit of a typo on my behalf. There we go. Developing community. Uh, we seek um, not only to gather together as a faithful community, but also to deepen in our connection with one another. And as we do, we are called to join with others who God leads us to and invites us to follow in our following of Jesus. Over our brief history, we have had times when we have done this extremely well and other times when we have struggled. We love seeing new arrivals come in and be a part of our church family. And we feel the, the pain of their departure or people's departure when they leave. We've had several congregations over the years and unfortunately, we can experience a sense of distance from them because of a sense of out of sight and out of mind. When they close, we feel the challenge of their closure. But the church in Acts also struggled with being all in this together. In Acts 6, they experienced the growing pains that um, were, they were experiencing as a result of just the Lord adding to their number. And we spoke about the Greek. There were those Greek people, or not Greek people, but people that spoke only Greek. And so they were feeling as though they were being discriminated against by those in the church that spoke only Hebrew. And they were missing out because of, of some of these differences that they had. There were rumblings and grumblings of discrimination. And we've also felt that there's been times where we've experienced challenges. And while at the moment there are 71% of us that feel that there is a strong sense of belonging that we have as a, as, as a church family, that has not always been the case. Our deepening experience and the developing of community comes through a deepening exp um, expression of commitment to one another. Today, we are twice as likely to follow up on someone that has dropped off the radar a bit in our church family as what we used to be. But there is still room for us to grow, to deepen in our commitment to each other 
as we develop a stronger sense and experience of community with one another. The church in Acts responded to the challenges that they experienced and they continued to grow. And God willing, my prayer is that we would always be prepared to invest in our commitment to others and a sense of deepening our community and developing a greater sense, a richer sense of community as we pray for growth through God's blessing. The second thing that I discover in Acts chapter 2 Acts chapter 4 and Acts chapter 6 is that of faith development and of um, an expression of this faith development. For the church in Acts, there was a commitment, a devotion um, to the teaching ministry of the apostles. They celebrated the Lord's Supper in people's homes. Uh, There was prayer, there was worshipping together, there was praising God and sharing the good news of Jesus and seeing people come to faith in Jesus. They experienced God's blessing and some expressed and, uh, a deepening of their faith in Jesus by selling some of their property and giving the proceeds of the sale of that property to support the church in supporting the needs of those in the community. There was a commitment to the teaching of God's Word and to prayer, and they saw the Holy Spirit empower and set people apart for ministry. As a result, their commitment to faith development and expression and their, their faith community in Acts grew stronger and larger as God added to their number. For us as Northern, we represent this in the concept of deepening spirituality. As a Christian community, we understand that God is spirit and we are called to worship God in spirit and in truth. As we deepen our spirituality, we do this with an intentional understanding that we are saved by faith to be in an exclusive relationship with Yahweh God. We commit ourselves to a variety of disciplines, including the expressing of our worship to God through prayer, the spoken word expressed through Christian community, through the reading of God's word, the Bible, through the indwelling and the revelation of God's spirit in us, through communicating our understanding of God through the arts, whether it be song poetry, dance, the work of our hands over maybe a cooking pot or a canvas or clay, through charismatic expression and silent meditation. It's actually interesting to note when you read in Acts how the Lord's Supper was not accessed through the experience of a church service. The Lord's Supper was actually accessed through going into people's homes and sharing over a meal together. And it was there that they actually celebrated communion. Quite a bit different to what we do today. Over the last 12 years at Northern, we have grown in our faith. There has been an increase in the proportion of people that most days, if not daily, spend time with God. From the National Church Life Survey that we filled out earlier or later last year, from uh, I think it was 2006 to 2018, there has been a significant increase in the number of people, the proportion of people that spend time with God um, daily, if not almost every day. But the exciting thing is that what you've told us is that there is a hunger, a desire to grow more in our spiritual um, expression of worship and our connection with God. Our commitment to mission, 
beyond our local neighbourhood is also an area that needs to be focused on in the future. We have increased our opportunities to come and pray together for one another and for our community. And we'll continue to look at ways, new and innovative ways, to understand and express our relationship with God. We'll continually seek God as the Lord and leader of this church and discern what He is saying to us and to be passionate in the mission and the expression of God's love for us and for the community. This will call us to step out in faith and trust and it will be scary and exciting as we discover more about ourselves and God in the process. The third thing that I noticed here in Acts 2, 4 and 6 is that of a commitment to care for one another. In the time of Acts, there was no social security system, no centralised government, no national disability insurance scheme or unemployment benefits. If you were not able to work, then you had to either rely on your family or you had to rely on begging. But the church in Acts and the Christian church spread throughout, and as the Christian church spread throughout the world, it took with it a deep-seated value of care, to care for those that were poor and marginalised. And as a result, they had the favour of the wider community. Once again in Acts, we see evidence of this as God was at work in miraculous ways. Healing people of their illness was not uncommon. Rather than being conditional, there was a voluntary opportunity for people to share from the way God had blessed them to be a blessing to others by selling possessions, giving that to the church for that to be dis- those funds to be distributed to those in need. Some even took steps of faith, selling um, some of the stuff that they owned um, and the church met people's needs in that way. They even developed some more organised structures of care that enabled the establishment of a food program which involved the daily distribution of food. And we see that actually develop further when we read in 1 Timothy chapter 5, where we, we read in um, Paul's letter to Timothy about the setting up of criteria of what's appropriate, who should get access to um, the, the support structures provided by the church, widows, and there is an eligibility criteria which prioritise levels of need. For us at Northern, we represent this in our story of demonstrating compassion. Northern is um, a host for job seekers. It is not an end in itself or to achieve something as far as the bottom line goes. We do this out of a desire in Jesus' name to reflect his values of demonstrating compassion to those around us, to the lonely, to the sick, to those experiencing challenges. But like the early church, we are not here just for an easy handout. We are to be good stewards and, or managers of the resources that God has blessed us with. So there will be times that we will say no to helping people out because we need to prioritise those who are experiencing greater need. Those in need don't dictate the terms or times of the assistance we provide, nor is their need to become the only need that is the priority of this faith community. That would undermine our first value that we talked about, about developing community. As a faith community, 
we seek to advocate for the community with those in positions of influence and authority. As a result of the by-election coming up, I've invited the Greens candidate, Alex um, Bathal, uh, to Northern, and she'll be coming tomorrow to meet with me and to see what we do, and we can lobby her and challenge her about some of the things that we're experiencing as a, um, as a community that seeks to reach out and support others in need. Labor's candidate, Jed um, Kearney, will also be coming to meet with me between now and the, the um, election. And it's an important opportunity where we can advocate on behalf of those in our community as we seek in God's name to demonstrate compassion. We also extend compassion to our environment. As God has entrusted God's, uh, the earth's care, God has entrusted the earth's care to us. And we have to give an account to God for our handling of such a precious gift that, has, that God has created for us. In Acts 2, 4 and 6, we clearly see the first church's expression of the values of being in this together, of faith development and expression, and caring for those in need. And for us today, we echo those values of Acts 2, Acts 4 and Acts 6 through the developing of community, the deepening of spirituality, and the demonstrating of compassion. We have not, and we will not always get it right. But like the flower arrangement on display, when the various elements converge together, we can experience something quite beautiful, something quite powerful. After all, that's what happened in Acts. Let's take a one last peek, one last pass through of these three sections. And notice what happens when there is this convergence of values all coming together. The first thing we discover is it was awesome. There was joy and celebration. There was, they were appreciated by the wider community and people came to faith in Jesus and they joined the church because of this converging values and commitment that they had. There was unity and they experienced God's blessing on the faith community and they experienced growth and the gospel message spread and they continued to grow. Just like the individual flowers and other features in the floral arrangement, in the church, each of the various elements are individually important, like prayer, hospitality, sharing with others. But when they're all converging together through our commitment to demonstrate, deepen and develop, it magnifies in its in effect, it magnifies in its effect and impact on the community around us so that we will see people come to faith. We will see miracles happen. We will see and experience the, um, the joy of the favour of the wider community we will see people's lives transformed by Jesus. Today, I want to encourage you to commit and join with others in committing to be a part of this series over the next six weeks. To look at the opportunity to commit to, to this space, uh, whether it be on Sundays or via podcast, and to be a part of this series and to reflect upon what God might be saying to each one of us. 
If you're talking to others, encourage them to be a part of this as well. Now, about what's on your seat. There is a small gift, because I'm cheap. No, no. Um, There's a small gift. I'd encourage you to unwrap that gift and reflect upon what's inside. Hopefully we didn't um, sticky tape it up too hard for you. Super glue. (laughs) So you see what it is? It's a beautiful picture if you hold it up like that. (laughs) What I'd encourage you to do is with this small mirror, pop it in a place, keep it in a place where over the next um, six weeks that are coming, I would invite you to use this as an opportunity to remind you of the series that we're entering into, Northern in the Mirror. And to think about what it is that God might be wanting to say to you. Use it as a prayer reminder. Every time you um, have it sitting somewhere on the fridge or wherever it might be, that you would stop and think, God, what are you wanting to say to me? through this series? What are you wanting to say to me through this series? What are you wanting to speak to me about over this period of time? For today, my encouragement is for you to pull out the response cards and think about out of those three areas, um, deepening spirituality, developing community or demonstrating compassion, which is your strongest? Which is the area that you kind of fit into the easiest? And then to also reflect upon what is the greatest opportunity for growth for you. We're going to have some music um, played and as that's played, I'd encourage you to think about what you've heard today, to respond to what God's saying to you today and to make sure you take the mirror um, with you and put it in a place that is prominent, that will remind you of um, this series and invite you to pray for what's going on. So as the music played, please respond to God.